from GreenBiz Group, welcome to this week's edition of 350. I'm Joel McCower here at GreenBiz headquarters at 350 Franco Gawa Plaza in downtown Oakland, California. On this week's edition, it's a special New Year's episode. What our reporters, correspondents, and columnists are excited about in 2019 and what they're concerned about, from cities to water to the circular economy. We're ringing in the new this week on 350. It's January 4th, 2019. Yes, it's the first episode of a new year. Welcome to this week's edition of Green Biz 350. Joining me, presumably tanned, rested, and ready for the new year, is Green Biz Editorial Director Heather Clancy. Happy 2019, Heather. Greetings to you. Happy New Year. Thanks. Yeah, it was. How was your break? Break was uh, a break. <laughs> I always love spending the the last couple weeks of the year reading and thinking. It always seems to the email the email deluge calms down, and and I can actually be thoughtful. Um, I, I, I try, I aspire to be thoughtful more, more than just the last two weeks of the year, but, uh, it's always a little bit easier. Um, I had a great, I had a great vacation, so to speak. And, and what about you, Joel? Uh, same. Um, thank God for the email flow to trickle. That's great. That's such a gift holiday, holiday gift. If anything, uh, was needed. Um, yeah, I went down to LA uh, with, for a few days. We looked at, uh, did some museum things, a lot of uh, art things. Saw my sister, but mostly just hanging. Um, at a fun New Year's Eve with uh, with some friends. In fact, a former Green Biz colleague, Hugh Byrne, and his wife, and some several others. We played Fictionary, uh, which was just a fun, fun. You know that game? I do not know that game. Oh, that's, you know, you see, you hear a version of it on NPR. It's where somebody comes up with a word that nobody's ever heard of and everybody else has to try and define it in a way that others will guess. And, and, and of course, if you, if yours is guessed, you get a point. And if nobody guesses the word, you get everyone else's points. And, and I mean, points are not the thing, but I was with a group of sort of literary types, a couple of, uh, uh, current or former San Francisco Chronicle reporters and they knew their stuff. And so it was, it was, it was challenging, but guess what? I won. Oh, good on you. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my big claim to fame for the holidays. Um, sad, but true. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm excited. New year. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up uh, here at Green Biz. We've got our circularity conference coming up in June. I'm excited about the Greenfin Summit that we'll have in, in uh, February at uh, alongside Green Biz 19. And you know, we've got some new people coming on board. We've just hired a couple of new, new folks and um, it's going to be uh, another great year as long as the, the rest of the world can just hold its own and stick around and, you know, we can all, you know, move forward together. Nice. Together. I like that word. Yeah. Well, together, let's get into uh, not the weekend review. We're going to do something a little bit different this time. Um, 
as I said at the top, uh, we're going to hear from uh, a number of our friends, correspondents, colleagues, uh, 11 of them to be exact. On, and we asked them to cut us a little tape, a minute or two each, on what they're excited about for 2019 and what they're concerned about. And I have to say, uh, people came through with flying colors from some of our own staffers like uh, John Davies and uh, Holly Seacon to James Murray, the editor at Business Green over in the UK, and uh, Suzanne Shelton, Bob Langer, Catherine Winkler, and um, of course, Katie Fehrenbacher also on our team. And so it's it's a great, um, it's, it's going to be a good show. I'm so looking forward to that. So I have to ask you, we asked them all, what are you excited about for the year ahead? And what are you concerned about? So I'll put the question to you, Joel. What are you most excited about for 2019? Well, I'm always excited about the new year. I guess my excitement is is a little bit of a hope, and it also goes to the concern. But, um, you know, I'm excited as I see more companies do more things as they ramp up their speed scale and, and sort of thinking big. And that's also also my hope because we, we've got to a point where, you know, business as usual just doesn't cut it. Now, I, we've been saying that for decades, I guess, but it's really increasingly true and more critical. And so uh, I'm excited because I see a lot of sustainability professionals stepping up in their companies and, and making some noise or at least creating some momentum that may not yet exist. And this is across all of the issues, waste, energy, water, resource efficiency, circular economy, transportation, toxics. Um, because as we know and report on, all of these things are moving much too slowly. And so we need that kind of excitement and 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 forward movement. And I'm I'm excited to see a number of companies stepping up to that. And we'll be seeing writing about that, covering that uh, over of course throughout the year, but some really cool things happening later this month at the at Davos. So yeah, I'm excited about that. And of, co of course my concern is that uh, companies most companies are going to continue to celebrate incrementalism, which in some ways they should, since every small step's part of a larger journey and all that. But if it's not part of a big, hopefully bold vision, I, I kind of don't want to hear about it. And we're not going to be reporting on it much in, in green biz. We're not going to be celebrating incrementalism. And I want us to, uh, to encourage our readers and play back to our readers um, that big things are possible. So it's kind of a, a concern, excitement, hope, and all of that. But how about you? So it's one. It's interesting because we did not prep and compare notes on this um, beforehand. But my my excitement is about the creativity I see happening. Um, and I'll give you a couple of specific examples um, in the renewable energy strategy realm. Uh, I have seen some really interesting deals come forth. Not just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not belittling the power purchase agreements that we've been seeing there because they're enormously important and enormous. <laughs> um, but I, two things that really struck me this in this past year were, were number one, the Organic Valley um, community solar projects that came forth. This was a company that said, okay, we have a, you know, a modest footprint as far as we go um, for our own operations with electricity, but we need to make a bigger impact. So they went out and, and did some community solar deals, which enabled their local communities around um, the headquarters to get solar. 
um, and also to address the strategy of some of its its large cooperative network of farms. So that was a, a really, to me, a really in, in interesting deal because it wasn't PS something that they modeled from someone. They didn't just go out and emulate that. They had to go out and figure it out. Um, and, and so I really loved the creativity of that. I also saw a really creative deal out of uh, Royal Caribbean. They are obviously a, a huge cruise company, a cruise line company. And you know, they don't have a lot of operational electricity on the ground, on the land, but they do have a lot of fuel that they use at sea. So they said, how can we get involved with this, this corporate renewables procurement movement? Well, they went out and figured out a way of creating a massive carbon offset project in, in con- collaboration with the utility um, and did a deal that no one else, again, had done before. It took them a couple years to get it sorted out. I wrote about it. Um, but I love this creativity and I expect to see more. I also am going to watch the oil companies really closely. Shell, both Shell and, uh, and ExxonMobil did huge um, renewables deals in the past few weeks. And so you're going to see a lot more out of them in 2019. And so those, those things are getting me excited about what's to come. What concerns me is that there's not enough of a focus in many of these deals on where they are. So are they adding... Are they adding electricity to the grid in places where there isn't that much renewable energy yet? Are they helping low-income communities that might not be able to get um, clean power in a, in a cost-effective, affordable way? Um, the thing that really scared me last year was when, when um, the Trump administration came forth, forth with their, their alternative for the clean power um, plan. They, they, they made a big deal of talking about accessibility, right? And, and making sure that everyone could have um, energy. And, and that's an important theme. I believe that um, just as you saw the technologies companies kind of get their comeuppance in 2018 with, you know, the backlash on, on Facebook and, and how are they affecting society. I feel like the sustainability professionals and the sustainability community needs to really hunker down and think about how their strategies impact everyone. And they can't have this sort of, I mean, not that they try to be elite, but they need to think more about everyone. How are they touching everyone? How are they helping everyone? So I feel like that's a concern I have. I'd love to see more attention to that. And I hope that happens in 2019. I haven't really seen much evidence that it's a priority though. And I think it needs to be. So let's hear the first of our reflections. And I want, I'd like to start off with our friend and editor-at-large and former chief sustainability officer at EMC Technology Company, Catherine Winkler. Uh, Catherine, uh, thoughtful as ever, um, had a lot to say about uh, where the next generation of leaders is going to come from. So here's Catherine. What am I excited about for 2019? Well, very much about the engagement of young people we've seen surface over the last year or so, raising their voices in March for Our Lives, showing up at the polls, standing up as employees. They're really working to shape their and our future, and they inspire me. What am I concerned about? Hey, hey. Uh, Well, there's the erosion, maybe that's not the best word, the dissolution of democratics and civil norms and belief in the public good. There's the extent of the headwinds to making truly effective headway against climate change, especially with the rise of populism and economic uncertainty. But the antidote to despair is action, right? So let's get going, no time to waste. 
Hi, my name is Peter Kelly Detweiler, and what I'm most excited about for 2019 are actually a couple things. One is electric vehicle sales, which should jump about 75% over last year. Last year, we just missed a hitting 200,000. We were at 199.8. This year, we probably get to 340, 350,000, so a really hefty jump driven by Tesla's Model 3 and a signal that the market is finally ready to pick up this technology and run with it. I think we might be hitting our inflection point there. The other thing I'm excited about is an announcement that Nextera made uh, last quarter, which is that they have a product now which they're selling combining wind and solar and batteries, which they say is close to a load-following product, which means it pretty much tracks a customer's electricity demand. And so it kind of acts like a dispatchable power plant, like a traditional conventional plant, which is really exciting and portends good news for the future of renewables and energy storage in that industry. I think we're going to see a lot more of those. The thing I'm most concerned about is we've got over 20 million grid-connected devices right now. Uh, that means they're smart devices that are connected through Internet of Things to power grids or vendors who are connected to grids. Each one of those represents a potential cyber attack surface, a way into utility networks, and those things can be hacked. And in fact, you could create potentially a botnet where you could take a whole bunch of batteries, solar inverters, and other things and use those to destabilize the grid and cause all kinds of new problems we haven't seen before. So we need to harden up our cyber grid and plan for more cyber resilience. And I will leave it at that and hope that we all have a wonderful 2019 and see some amazing things transpire across the whole sustainability sector. Hello there, this is Katie Ferenbacher, Senior Writer and Analyst covering transportation for GreenBiz. And there are two things I'm really excited about when it comes to how technology is changing transportation in 2019. The first is that there is likely to be some really significant progress with electric vehicles. You know, one part of that is that there are a growing amount of electric passenger cars coming available from companies like Tesla or GM. And in particular, there's a bunch of electric SUVs coming to market in 2019, which is important to give consumers more choices. But there are also more and more companies and cities that will be buying electric trucks and buses in 2019. And part of that is being pushed by new mandates. For example, California just started requiring its transit agencies to convert to 100% electric buses by 2040. But the other part is that the underlying technology, the lithium-ion batteries, are quickly dropping in cost and will get even cheaper in 2019. The other thing I'm really excited about is the whole idea of urban mobility, which can reduce car driving and car ownership. City residents and commuters are beginning to access new options like these e-scooters and bikes, and transportation planners are starting to redesign cities away from moving cars and more towards moving people. That will make cities more sustainable but also more livable. But on the flip side of that, I'm really concerned that in 2019, these two changes won't be happening fast enough in America to reduce greenhouse gas emissions quickly enough to hit the targets that we really need. There were a lot of really dire reports out this year, and the transportation sector has stubbornly seen its emissions rise. So we need this to happen a lot more quickly next year and in the coming years. Hi, I'm James Murray, Editor-in-Chief of Business Green, and the thing I'm most excited about in 2019 is the net zero movement, the, the real push that we're starting to see towards 
countries and businesses having net zero strategies to fully decarbonise their economies and operations. We've already seen uh, Sweden and New Zealand have got targets in place and the UK is consulting on a target currently and is almost certainly going to adopt some form of net zero strategy, net zero vision. And, and it's a fantastic rallying point for the green economy as a whole and green businesses. It, it gives that sort of absolute clear target of what we need to achieve if we're going to tackle climate change and avoid the worst impacts that will come from more than two degrees of warming. Uh, and it's also a trend. It's going to keep rolling. We're going to see it being put forward at the UN Secretary General's conference in September. We're going to see it playing into the whole UN Climate Summit um, vision going through to 2020. And it really challenges the idea that if you're going to decarbonise, you're going to damage your economy. It shows that you can drive it forward in a positive fashion. The thing I'm most concerned about in 2019 is probably Brexit, it, and, and not just Brexit itself uh, for somebody who's UK-based and the potential risks it throws up for the economy and society as a whole, but more what it represents. Uh, this, you know, It is this sort of potentially a function of this kind of marching um, right-wing authoritarianism that we're seeing all around the world in Brazil, in the US, in other countries, and it's just this epic distraction from the climate crisis and the, and the sustainability crisis that we face and the need to push back against that and challenge it and and you just have this big worry that how it, it you know it could work out okay we could manage it effectively and and move forward effectively but equally it could trigger some really unpleasant consequences for the economy and society as a whole which would then undermine the green economy further and and set back the progress that we so desperately need to make Hey, my name is Holly Seacon, and I'm the assistant editor here at Green Biz. Uh, looking ahead to 2019, I think that there's a lot that I'm excited about. Um, although the past year has given us a couple of scientific reports, national and international, that have shown us a pretty bleak view of the path that we're on in business as usual, I think that they've also been able to show us this massive opportunity that we have to take action now. And in that vein, I think that I'm pretty excited about um, the U.S. midterm elections that have voted in a new class of House members who have made climate change and fighting climate change specifically a priority. Um, it's really heartening to see the Green New Deal, the set of bills to uh, fight climate change and to redistribute money to those being affected by climate change already. Um, and I think that this agenda and this priority and the massive support that it's been able to get has uh, given me a lot of hope for the future. For the next year, I'm a little bit concerned about the fact that we don't seem to be moving fast enough. Um, you know, we've been talking about a lot of these things. We've, we're, we seem to be pretty um, excited about the massive promise of the circular economy, of keeping materials at play, and even cutting out plastics, a big issue for the last year. But I don't think that people and companies are really thinking about how to fully take advantage of this and the urgency with which we need to move. And unfortunately, I think I've been seeing a little bit of greenwashing around it and uh, people and, and companies just treating it as a way to market products that have partially recycled materials. So I'd really like to see a lot more follow through and a lot more commitment to true sustainability and, and a truly regenerative economy. Hi, this is Suzanne Shelton, founder and CEO of Shelton Group. What I'm most excited about for 2019 is the way that 
that companies are really showing up and really seem to have urgency around climate and sustainability writ large. There's a palpable difference in their energy that I've picked up on in the back half of 2018. So I'm looking forward to that continuing in 2019 and to seeing companies really moving moving us forward on climate solutions and, and the fight against uh, climate change. Uh, what I'm most concerned about, of course, is that that's still not going to be enough. There aren't going to be enough companies. They're not going to move fast enough. And that without uh, without the help of some regulation, um, it, it's going to be hard for them to make the kind of progress that they could. Hello, this is R.P. Siegel, regular contributor at GreenBiz. What I'm hoping to see for 2019 is a more receptive posture on the government side and for manufacturers of both raw materials and finished products, along with those who sell those products, to more aggressively embrace the circular economy. I'm looking to see companies demonstrate leadership and innovation in developing and offering a lot more regenerative products that incorporate both solid and carbon wastes, products that actually clean up and improve the environment as each one comes off the line. We need to take the initiative on climate change, which means not only zeroing out emissions, but also finding and exploiting every means of pulling carbon from the atmosphere that is available to us and using it. What I fear is that we won't move fast enough, won't think big enough, or that managers will take their eyes off the long-term game that has now become as much a matter of survival as the next quarter's results. Because the future has never been more about what we do this minute than it is right now. Hi, Bob Lingard here. Uh, For 30 years, I battled to do good at McDonald's, but I'm now retired for almost four years from from there and now editor-at-large at at GreenBiz. You know, I cover uh, a lot of the food and agricultural area, which is a great interest to me, obviously with my background from McDonald's and working with so many food suppliers. And what I'm really excited about now and into uh, next year for 2019 is the sustainability goals and frameworks that are being developed. It is amazing what's happening all the way from uh, field to market, which is an uh, alliance for sustainable agriculture, making lots of progress related to uh, crops. The uh, beef industry has developed a U.S. roundtable for sustainable beef, developing metrics and indicators that will uh, provide a framework for improvement into the future and addressing, let's face it, one of the key issues of our time you know, beef and animal production, especially related to climate change. The pork industry is upping the ante uh, and developing a uh, kind of the next phase of its We Care program that will serve as a sustainability framework. The U.S. poultry and egg industry has developed a, a new roundtable for its industry to do the same, to, to be proactive on sustainability. You know, companies left and right that deal with food and selling food to consumers uh, are showing that consumers care about sustainability and they're uh, you know, making this known in the marketplace with uh, various efforts on animal welfare, environmental concerns, etc. So, you know, I think we're at a tipping point. My concern going into 2019 is that perhaps all this moment- momentum will stall out. I've seen it happen before. Progress is made. Strategies are developed. Then all of a sudden, caution kicks in, risk adverseness sticks, you know, sticks in as well, and people want to play it safe. 
And uh, that's not what we need here. We need all of these organizations, companies continuing to change and evolve from playing defense and being reactive to being proactive and strategic when it comes to sustainability. So let's see this progress in 2019. Hi, everyone. This is Will Sarney, founder and CEO of Water Foundry. And the things that I'm most excited about for 2019 have to do with digital, democratized, and decentralized. And what I mean by that is digital water technologies, democratizing access to water data and actionable information, and distributed water supply and water treatment technologies. And I think that's going to be transformative, uh, not just for the water sector, but our relationship with water very broadly. And what I'm most concerned about is the ability of the public sector to innovate fast enough to adjust to the, in quotes, new normal with respect to water scarcity and water quality uh, stress that we're seeing. So uh, really moving away from the narrative that this is a drought to really understanding what has to change on the public sector side. So those are my thoughts for uh, a hopeful uh, and somewhat concerning uh, 2019. I'm product manager for the Cool Block, which is the citizen empowerment platform of the Cool City Challenge. In 2019, what I'm most excited about is the rollout of our first scaling cities, starting in Silicon Valley with Palo Alto. Our California city pilots have shown us that Cool Blocks can reweave unraveled social fabric while building local resiliency and livability and activating low-carbon living on the ground. In this way, top-down efforts by cities and businesses are met with bottom-up action by citizens and consumers. My biggest concern for 2019 is that too many of us will continue to allow social hurdles and other largely artificial obstacles to keep us from moving quickly enough to meet each other. For what we need now, is sustainability at the scale of culture. This is John Davies, Vice President and Senior Analyst at GreenBiz, and I lead the GreenBiz Executive Network, our member-based peer-to-peer learning forum for sustainability professionals. This new year, I'm excited about the rise of three letters, E, S, and G. These are not new letters to the readers of GreenBiz, but they have historically been associated mostly with socially responsible investors, which even with their bazillions of dollars under management still seem to somehow exist as a niche. I'm excited about the letters ESG because the world of corporate sustainability seems to always want to invent new terms for what they do. Even the word sustainability is fraught, as some describe their organization's decades-long history as the definition of sustainability. But what that means can be unclear. I mean, Volkswagen topped lists of most sustainable companies before its emissions scandal. In our latest State of the Profession report, we pointed out that sustainability resources are getting embedded deeper into organizations, from packaging to procurement and from sourcing to supply chain. Once embedded, 
what better way for them to describe their role to their coworkers than to say they're supporting their company's fully integrated environmental, social, and governance strategy. So I put it out there for all the sustainability professionals listening. I'm excited and hopeful to see an SVP of ESG ASAP. As to concerns, I'm most concerned about the communities affected by the rollback of federal environmental regulations. Certainly, climate change is a concern, and there's a good chance that will also disproportionately affect these same communities. But that is tomorrow, and the rollbacks are having an impact today. Well, I hope you enjoyed those reflections because that's our 350 podcast for this week. You can go to greenbiz.com slash 350 to find more about the organization's stories and events we mentioned in this episode. And while you're there, check out the link to Center Stage, our other podcast, the best of live interviews from GreenBiz events. Our email address is still 350 at greenbiz.com. We always love to hear from you. And don't forget to subscribe to one or more of our five weekly e-newsletters. Heather's Energy Weekly comes out every Thursday. And my Green Buzz newsletter is fresh every Monday morning. Heather will be off next week, but I'll be here. And until then, from all of us here at Green Biz Group, I'm Joel McCower. Thanks for listening. <music>